It's Thursday, which means it's time for Sobriety Checkpoint's Thoughtful Thursday Morning Meditation. On Thursday mornings, you can expect a thoughtful morning meditation based on a variety of daily readers and written wisdom that I will share my own thoughts or commentary on. You can also expect to hear thoughts and commentary from others that will be guests on my show. Credit will be given to all excerpts read on this podcast, which can also be found in the show notes. Tears roll down your face Reaching for something Someone to embrace To numb pain Welcome to Sobriety Checkpoint. Are you a parent in recovery, wishing for peace and emotional sobriety? Do you find yourself up late at night, googling things like how to overcome negative thinking, or why is my heart racing? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel resentful and irritable when you put everyone else's needs first and leave no time for yourself again? Hey, I'm Felicia. I'm a 12-step returned therapist, and I too have battled anxiety and that critical inner voice. All I wanted was peace and just a little bit of time to myself. I tried to strive and achieve to find happiness, but that only left me with more anxiety. I finally realized I needed to discover my true identity to find the peace I was striving to attain. In this podcast, you're going to find solutions to navigating mental health, spirituality, and relationships to experience the peace you've been craving. It's time for that desperately sought-after solo target run. Grab your keys and let's go for a drive. There's no judgment or breathalyzer at this sobriety checkpoint. By the beauty of it all, recognize I was always destined to fall into the deepest of dark. We are stronger than we think we are, so fight. And show your strength. Welcome back to another episode of Sobriety Checkpoint. Before we get started, I'd like to invite you to become a Sobriety Checkpoint Insider. By becoming an insider, you're going to get weekly updates with the latest podcast episode, emotional sobriety and self-care tips, as well as early bird access to special offers. You can also head over to Facebook and join my community, where you're going to find other parents in recovery seeking solutions to emotional sobriety through exploring mental and emotional health, spirituality, and relationships. Check out the show notes for the Insider and Facebook group links. I hope to see you in there. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to my show, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Reviews help boost my ratings, which helps other parents in recovery find my show. Thank you so much, and I'm super grateful for your support. All right, now let's get started. Today, I have J.P. Cefali back on the show. Today's reading is from Daily Reflections by Alcoholics Anonymous World Service Incorporated, and it is entitled Redoubling Our Efforts. August 10th, to a degree, he has already done this when taking moral inventory, but now the time has come when he ought to redouble his efforts to see how many people he has hurt and in what ways. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 77. As I continue to grow in sobriety, 
I become more aware of myself as a person of worth. In the process, I am better able to see others as persons. And with this comes the realization that these were people whom I had hurt in my drinking days. I didn't just lie. I lied about Tom. I didn't just cheat. I cheated Joe. What were seemingly impersonal acts were really personal affronts because it was people, people of worth, whom I had harmed. I need to do something about the people I have hurt so that I may enjoy a peaceful sobriety. I really liked this reading because when I remember before when I would hurt people, I was numbing myself and I felt bad about it. But every time I felt bad about something, I would numb myself, continue to numb myself and dive more and more into oblivion. And now as somebody who's worked the steps and is now sober, I have this thing that I usually remember when I'm in the middle of a a situation that I can learn from. I, I just call them teachable moments. And if I do something during my day and owe somebody an amends for it, it hits me harder than it did before because I feel it and I don't like how that makes me feel. And doubling down, like this mentions, is it to me, it's a way to protect myself from diving back into slippery behaviors or not owning my stuff if I make a mistake or if I hurt somebody. And it's just like a protection against going backwards. And because the less accountable that I hold myself, the closer I am personally to not liking the way that I feel about myself, not wanting to look in the mirror. And then when that happens, I could very easily pick up a drink. And so this doubling down thing is something that I really work hard on, on a daily basis. Usually I'm able to catch myself if I've done something that has hurt somebody or made a bad decision. Usually I'm pretty pumped about catching it and then pretty quickly making the amends. But at the end of my days when I do like a little daily inventory. I've also at times caught myself forgetting about my day. And then I think about something that I did or said that might've offended somebody. And so doubling down is, it's just that extra armor for me to protect my sobriety. And I feel like it also really, it just helps me look for all the teachable moments in whatever discomfort pops up in my day, whether I caused it or somebody else caused it. And it really helps me practice my integrity as well. The difference between discomfort before I got sober and now. I remember being such a big liar that I was always constantly trying to cover up my lie. And I always, I always felt uneasy, but it was just like, instead of owning up to things. It was just more lying. I just remember confusing myself so much <laughs> with my stories that I, I believed them or I didn't believe them. I didn't know which one was the truth. What I'm getting into is before I was sober, there was always this uneasiness. There was always this feeling of not doing things right. You know, I knew that I wasn't honest. I knew that if there was somebody I had hurt, there was too much embarrassment to go and own anything. There was way too much embarrassment to own anything. And 
that was that that feeling of just discomfort uneasiness was a constant it happened a lot and it, i think it's something that fed into wanting to drink more through working the steps taking a moral inventory gaining some peace in life has really helped me to address situations when i feel that feeling that was similar to how I used to feel, right? And basically that feeling is like, I messed up. I did something wrong. And the difference now is that that feeling isn't as common, but it's still uncomfortable. And I know, you know, just like what you said, you know, it's like something you have to address immediately. Like there's almost this, this urge to, to clean things up when there's mistakes made. And another difference is I think I think I have gotten a little bit better with when a, a mistake is made, I can own it to the right degree. And what I mean by that is not beating myself up. In the past, there was this feeling of always making mistakes and just thinking I was like a piece of shit. And and now it's it's not like that. It's like, oh man, that sucks. I don't don't wanna I don't wanna bring harm to people. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. But I can see I'm human. And it's okay to make a mistake and it's important to clean it up right away. So, because I think it's like those feelings of not cleaning things up right away. I think that that's something that can, for me, it sort of feels like, you know, if I want to continue down that road of like secrets again and hiding and not owning up to things, like it'll lead me back to that road of maybe wanting to drink again. So. Yeah, that's what's coming up for me. You really resonated with what you said about being hard on yourself. Um, because I am, I have been known to be my own worst enemy at times. And I just don't really like, it's like I hold myself to this high standard and I forget that I'm fallible. And, you know, that I am going to make mistakes. And that really resonated with me when you said that, because it, it's definitely something that no matter how sober I am, that it's a, it's something that I grapple with, you know, no matter how long I've been sober. But I feel like for me, what worked for me were the steps. And I know the steps are not, in my opinion, the end all be all. Um, but I do firmly believe that in order for me to stay sober, I have to look inside and I have to do something to work on myself so that I, I can see when I'm behaving a certain way, um, so that I can reflect and look for the teachable moments. With being hard on yourself, are there things that you do or have done to maybe relieve that a little bit, you know, to where you've seen some improvement in maybe you're still hard on yourself, but it's not like as, as hard on yourself as you used to be? I know for me, I mean, even before we started recording, I was talking about, you know, some of my my insecurities and kind of like thinking, oh, you know, I definitely ha have these struggles of um, like not being good enough. Imposter syndrome for sure is a big one for me. And even though those things are still present, I can see improvement from the past. I can see that it's at least better than it used to be. If I'm seeing that there's been a difference from how things were to how they are now. It's like, how did I get from point A to point B? 
it's not the easiest question to answer, even though I just asked you. I don't think it's just one thing. I mean, I think it's a mixture of working the steps, getting into community, working with a sponsor who didn't feel judged by, feeling like I belonged somewhere. And in that, I could like start to be myself more because I've been given permission to be myself and I've given myself permission to be myself. I think that that's something that has helped with maybe like building that that self-esteem uh, a little bit over time. And then the other thing for sure is like a relationship with my higher power. Like for me, that's like a big, a big one. Probably medication too. I think that that has to, that has to be part of it because I know that like when I'm in a depressed mood, you know, if I'm in a depressive episode, I mean, the thinking just gets crazy. The thinking gets crazy. And even in my sobriety, there's been some really hard times where, you know, I just think very little of myself. And when I am on the right medication, I, I can I can tell if my energy is a little bit higher, if my mood is a little bit higher. I also tend to have a little bit better self-esteem. So those are some of the things for me. Just wondering for you, what are some things that have worked for you? I'm a big meditation person. So sticking to my meditation regimen, I've been meditating now for I think for seven years. And I started just five minutes a day. And then I went to some meditation groups and I learned from that community all these really cool things about meditation. One being the, one of the biggest things I was told was is that there is no wrong way to meditate and to stop judging my thoughts. That has really helped a lot. And also this, this moral inventory thing has also taught me to look at my assets. And when I look at my assets compared to behaving a certain way, I shouldn't be behaving. I'm able to reflect on how it was before and how it is now and see the growth in that. So I was taught early on in my sobriety that it's important for us to see our growth uh, when we're taking the, these inventories. And I take the inventory because I want to make sure that I'm treating people the right way and being the best version of myself that I can be. And in kind of like finding my faults in the day, I'm still able to think back to before the feeling that I get when I compare the two makes me feel pretty good about myself. But I've, I've also struggled with depression and anxiety. So for me, also therapy is something that I've done consistently for, I don't know, 13 years now. And you also mentioned a sponsor uh, that you can, you feel like you can be yourself around and not be judged. That's huge for me. That's like probably the most important thing for me if I want to maintain a healthy mentality. And even with all of that, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I have my moments. I think the one that helps the most for me outside of doing the work in my recovery is, is the meditation and connection with the universe. That's, that's my higher power. It, just helps me feel connected. And when I feel connected to the universe, I feel connected to people. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with another parent in recovery who may be looking for solutions to mental health and sobriety? 
Also, please leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts so other parents just like you can find the show. I'm super excited to know this podcast is helping you. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. I'll see you back here on your next Target Run. Until next time. We are stronger than we think we are. So fight and show your strength. Bring grace from our God. Bring grace from our God. Bring grace from our God. Oh, bring grace from our God.